Hello. What's up, everybody? It's Erin. And Nicole, this is Dude That's Fucked Up. Welcome. How y'all doing? Welcome. I just saw, okay, if you're watching on Spotify, I was like digging around in our analytics earlier to pull, we had to like pull something for Mm -hmm. um, someone we work with. And uh, I looked and like people watch our video. Really? Yeah. So if you're on Spotify and you're watching this, hi, you can see me waving. (laughs) This is what we look like. Um, Yeah, (laughs) these are faces. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was very cool because I thought, you know, it's hard to change a behavior on a platform. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and I don't know. I didn't look into how long people are watching. Like maybe they switch to just listening or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. And it's so fun that that's an option for people. Yeah, I love it. Um, if you don't listen on Spotify or you don't, you're not a, you're not on Spotify. Yeah. And you could also watch us on YouTube if yes. you want to watch us. Yeah. So. And it's, it yeah. looks like this experience is the same looks mm-hmm. wise, same video yep. feed. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, very cool. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh man. Well, what's going on with you? What's happening? Um, I don't know. I feel like today, well, I feel like I've turned a corner attitude wise, which has been very nice. And I'm mm. like trying to, this is all very in line with today's topic, by the way. Oh but it's like, God. I'm like trying to open myself up mm. to the universe, which I know sounds very woo woo for me. I'm very mm. like, um, self-righteous, judgmental, uh, something I learned about myself this weekend at like a retreat slash seminar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can DM me for more questions if you want some, if you want to ask me about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just feel like I've re like contextualized my life and I'm opening myself up for like opportunity and like getting out of my own way and not being like so fucking scared to fail and just trying just trying to put myself out there and guess what bitch the universe delivers because a friend reached out to me today and is like hey um I have a paying gig for you would you want to host this fundraiser we're doing a bingo night it's next Wednesday we're going to pay you X amount of money and like you just have to come and be cute and fun and like read the numbers. And I was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> that is 100 percent what I want to do. So oh it's wild. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so yes. excited. Yeah. So that's um, so great. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like committing to myself, believing in myself, doing all these things. And it sounds so corny. Fucking I know it. I know it. But you know what? I just got to believe in myself who else I can't expect anyone else to if I don't bitch you know what I mean that's right um don't what is the don't don't should on yourself or something that is that something don't should on yourself yeah oh like like, I I should should do this oh that's cool yeah 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 well it's fascinating how we just get into these mindsets and you know I've been through a lot this past Mm -hmm. year and a half like it has been a hard year yes and so but I don't want to use that as an excuse to like not live my life you know right I mean there's a difference between being gentle and kind to yourself and using you know what you know your your like your softness as an excuse for not doing something yeah and 
like and also just once you start my therapist so wise so wise all the time just like right on time with all of her information love her so much Mm. last week when I was like really going through it she was like you know she told me about the like focus on the um focus on the basics you know get back to basics basics. that was her Mm -hmm. one piece of advice and then another one that is has I've like remembered you know Mm -hmm. now that my mind shift has changed a bit I'm like oh like when you're looking for the flaws you'll see the flaws Mm -hmm. and this was all reinforced this weekend for me Mm -hmm. at this thing retreat seminar Mm -hmm. um when like what you're focused on is what you'll see what you're looking for is what you'll see if you recontextualize that if you change your like thinking to look and this is not toxic positivity it's just shifting it's a context it's a reframe it's a reframe Mm -hmm. but it's like when you like you'll so my therapist was like you're starting to look for reasons why you'll fail now Mm -hmm. like maybe you've had a few things that didn't work out well or whatever and now you've used those as evidence that every time you put yourself out there it's not going to go well and and that's not a good way to look at it you'll never win that way and no and it's like succeed live a happy life like it's all the same thing you know and it's like you know yes of course you want to learn from past experiences but also you can't let like you know x y and z experience color something future that hasn't even right. happened yet yes like and, future and worrying future oh, worrying yeah. and this is I, I think we were we were talking about this um something that i read recently uh that the uh pra- like not practice but the like uh loop that you get into of self-sabotage yeah even without even knowing it just like you know having that negative like mindset or whatever like it's going to be terrible or like I'm going to suck at this like I'm not even going to try or whatever yeah that idea of the the like process of self-sabotage is a form of control oh when, when yeah. you're like because you know yes, what the outcome is going right. to be yeah you're proving yourself yes. right and you're yes. creating the outcome by already like having Chills. that in your mind so dude this shit's dude. powerful mm-hmm that's powerful to hear because you're like, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want that to be what I'm doing. I don't yeah. want, you're taking yourself down. You're fucking mm-hmm. fighting against yourself mm-hmm. when you're doing that. Yeah. And it's so. It's really hard to, to, it's really to hard. get out of that. To, it's and really to, hard. And it's to, a practice. And you have to learn the tools, the proper yeah. tools to yeah. like get yourself to a place where you're able to catch yourself and reframe and know how to do that you know what I mean it's so it's not it's not easy but once you recognize that shit and the patterns that you get in it's it's uh yeah this is what was told to me though you can break the pattern by interrupting it by talking yourself up in positive ways Mm -hmm. so like I was I went to an open mic my first one in like two years since the pandemic started like more than two years on Tuesday Oh, wow. I was like, this is my commitment to myself. It was something I had to do this week. I like set a goal for myself in front of multiple people. And I have someone who's going to hold me accountable and like Mm -hmm. who is calling me on Saturday. And I and like if I didn't do it, I would have been so ashamed. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And then on Tuesday, I started to try and bail multiple times. And my friend Rachel goes, no, she's like Uh, coming up with excuses. And I was like, oh, I'm aware. (laughs) 
like she's like you're <laughs> trying like, to yeah, bail i'm like i know yeah and i was like fine fine and then it was like pouring rain and i was like fuck mm. i gotta drive to glendale and which like whatever we like picked such a far away mic but i've been there it's fine like it was great i and on the way there i just like s- stopped my like thinking because i was starting to get nervous and i had been nervous all day and i was like stop this is low stakes you're gonna show up you're gonna have fun you're gonna feel so blessed that you got to stand up on stage for three minutes with a microphone and tell people jokes yeah. like and so what if no one laughs and maybe you'll start crying because you're doing jokes about your dead dad but like it is what it is you know and and so I was just like and it's fine whatever it ends up being is fine and I did it and like it did went you cry no I thought I was going to for a second. I was like, oh, no, this is I felt guilty that I was like maybe bringing the room down. But bitch, I knew I had some good jokes. So I was like, you know what? This is good because I'm bringing the energy down so that when I punch them with this punchline, it's going to fucking blow. And it did. And it was like the saddest mic. People were not laughing. I got great laughs. I like recorded it and listened back to it. It was real. And, like, it wasn't the most amazing set or anything. It was rambly and whatever, like, kind of like I'm doing now. But also, I just was, like, so present. And afterwards, I wasn't super high or super low. I just was. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the thing. It is not a big deal. These are getting your reps in. It's practice. Like, this is how it should feel. It should feel. Also, like, you're not a fucking, like, like comedy master no, yet i know like, like, i'm not serious thing. Overman, like, i know yeah, yeah no like there's no, no like, stakes no offense no you no know, that's not i just i just mean like you know it's like you with anything anyone going into something they've oh, like starting they, out they're starting out yes, or, or even yes. if you're like intermediate whatever it's like you're not like gonna be perfect at it and oh, but we all want to be that's the thing you want to like, be you want to skip the painful part of mm-hmm. learning and you just want to be really good and ex- like excel at things you want to just like how download works. you just want to download the matrix cartridge and just be good at kung fu and that's just literally not how it works so i know yeah but i'm so proud of you dude thank that's you dude awesome. oh, oh aaron has been such a blessing aaron like is who introduced me to the seminar this weekend and like it was she just knew this was the time I needed it and it was like all kind of a little bit of a surprise how it like found its way to me and it all worked out I was like maybe not gonna do it this weekend I was like maybe I'll wait till the next one and then I was like no that's silly I just let me do it like I'm Mm -hmm. feeling pretty low and it just like it didn't build me back up I built myself back up that's right bitch I know and it was oh just bless your heart and thank you so much because it was oh I just felt so loved and so taken care of, even though I was there doing the work and you weren't there. But <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm there. I was there in spirit. I was thinking you about you the whole yeah, weekend. You were. And we talked about it and like mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah, it was so, <sighs> so fun to talk about it. But oh, my God. I wow. Know. Wow. 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 I mean, bitch, I'm proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of me, too. You do. You're doing the work and that's that's hard. And it's hard. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a journey for sure like it is I don't know just, <sighs> I'm proud of you That's thank all. you how are you <laughs> great I'm just <laughs> I'm great actually I, I've been good. good yeah everything's chill yeah just, we're, we're just nice. riding a wave through the holidays here like we're about to hit the shit is about to hit the fan mm-hmm. like I, I was I think we were we were talking about it how it was just like 
it's it's how it always goes yeah it never fails like mid-october you're just like oh wow like it's suddenly fall and then and then it's like oh whoops it's the end of the year yeah because everything comes up so fast all the like thanksgiving just really takes you for a a ride and then you're you know it's done so and then the year's over and you're starting again yeah exactly so oh my god just you know getting through it it's it's all good I I can't believe uh it's almost 2023 damn dude um yeah anything else you you had going on okay I just want to plug something real quick some biz before we segue into the episode Mm -hmm. so uh I was recently on a brand new podcast I was a guest it's called the queer xp xp is like a gaming thing it's like Mm. how much xp do you have Mm -hmm. um okay so, so it's and it, you could find it at the queer XP on Twitter or uh, also Instagram, I think, if you're leaving Twitter. And <laughs> it's a nerd pop culture and gaming podcast. And it's hosted by my friend Eric, who I met through Twitch streaming. So, like, this is a friend I've never met in person. We just, like, hang out online. It's very nerdy that. and fun. Um, and he uh, he had me on. And it basically, we played a tabletop role-playing game. So, okay. like... He talks about like very like nerd pop culture. So like TTRPGs, that's tabletop role playing games, board games, video games, like all this stuff. But like through the lens of being queer mm-hmm. and being being like uh, and, and also how maybe those games are like either good for that space, not good for that space. It's very interesting discourse. I love that. So. Check it out. But also I'm on an episode. By the time this, our episode airs, it will have been up. It comes out every Monday. So it just was up two days ago. And um, I don't know what he's calling the episode, but it we played this game called Slasher Flick, which is like um, horror a horror film. Like okay. we're basically building the narrative of a horror film through like dice and stuff. Oh, fun. It is fucking unhinged. <laughs> it is... <laughs> I loved it and like I had I I delivered one of the best jokes I have ever delivered <laughs> improvised it I was so proud of myself so even if you listen just for that I swear to god it's worth it and oh I god. surprised everyone on that we were on like a zoom call I surprised everyone on it and like they all were fucking like oh <laughs> and it was so fun anyway um and oh I'm not being god. cocky just proud because like it just came to me in the heat of the moment Ugh. um and my character is like a sarcastic goth uh, chick that works at the mall. Um, oh my god! It's so du- it's so dumb. It's fun, but anyway, that's uh, you could find at the queer XP on Twitter, Instagram, and like find out how to listen to it. Um, I'm I can't wait to hear it. I can't oh my wait god. to hear your your, your joke. <laughs> it's so fun. I I mean the rest of it is very fun too. But I just was oh, yeah. proud of this moment that like <laughs> I just I don't know. I love it. Oh yeah. my god! I don't even want to say what it. Is. It's sexual, but it was. <laughs> It may it may have it's been about sexual. yeah it may have been about pegging who's to ah, say bitch. okay um should we segue into the topic this week yes I am ready okay. I am ready oh my god we're so ready Aaron's gonna take over in a second but I did want to say I wanted to give another shout out to my cousin Natalie who is the bestower of the gift of Louis the sixteenth second butthole mm. um or Louis the fourteenth Louis the fourteenth was it. Or did I get that backwards? I think it's Louis the 14th. Oh, okay. Louis the 14th. 
I can't Maybe remember. 16th? I don't know. Oh God. Should I think I Louis the Sixteenth was beheaded. Oh, Louis the. Art. Wait, I can't remember. Oh, the Sun King, Louis the Fourteenth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, bestower of the gift of Louis the Fourteenth's second butthole. Everyone <laughs> will remember that. Listen. <laughs> It is one. It is people's favorite thing that they've ever learned from this podcast, and it mm. is compliments of my own flesh and blood. Ah, uh, bless, 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 bless her heart, bless her heart. Oh my god! And so she texted me, and of course, anytime she texts me a topic, it's fire, always. And she just okay. I just want to read what she wrote because it's very funny, and uh, hopefully, it doesn't like give too much away, but. She texted me, and this was like after we had been at a um, a a memorial for my grandpa who passed away like in February. <laughs> oh God! But I we talked the whole time about tabletop role playing games, and we were just like fucking dorking out, and it was so much fun. Mm. And I love her so much; she's very smart and interesting. I she love wrote, it. "Hey Nicole, I might have missed it." If you guys already did it, but have you and Aaron ever done an episode on the history of tarot? I was trying to look it up, and I guess one French dude made up a ton of shit about it being Aisha and Romani and Egyptian, and people still believe it today. <laughs> 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 Which I guess means that's not true. Well, <laughs> it yes. is. That's pretty close to the, the gist of it. Um, yeah. But there's like, it's so interesting. Like, I was like, what? What, what are you talking about? I thought. <laughs> Tara was made up by a witch in a cave somewhere like or you know I don't know like yeah Nicole Kidman and Sandy B yeah practical like, what magic the what the yeah. fuck I thought this was like some like ancient knowledge passed down through millennia um but as it turns <laughs> out un- well not unfortunately but I don't know honestly it's- fortunately fortunately yeah we we kind of know uh it it's basically evolved from and nobody knows for sure which came first but uh it came from a game of playing like game a card game card game yeah we're talking about games so much right now i don't know <laughs> yeah this is the gaming episode yeah yeah um so nobody knows for sure when and which game of playing cards came first but the tarot that we know today evolved from card games from 15th century europeans italians mm. specifically uh, and it's not from, like I said, some ooky spooky witches casting spells, but from drunk Italians. Oh my gosh. Mi familia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, Daryl. <laughs> Sorry. That's, oh my that's God. Um, it's a me, a Daryl. <laughs> oh man. Um, so a lot of these decks, like back in those days had, uh, images on them, like these were like works of art and still are to this yeah. day, honestly. Oh, there I bought my first and only deck because the artist I'm obsessed with made one. Yeah. I, I first and foremost, tarot has always been like a an art form. Yeah. Um, just because like it started out these like cards that were made for the this game. Mm-hmm. These games that like Italian people played, uh, a lot of the images were inspired in part by Italian festivals and plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so much culture already. Um, and the hottest game that Italians were playing was called Carta da, da Trifoni. Trifoni. Carta da Trifoni. 
Oh my god. A bridge like game that had like the four suits that we know today mm-hmm. and like the other cards with more personality. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a bunch of random ones. Uh, and they had allegorical symbols on them like fools, devils, death, and then those were considered like trump cards. And that's where the word trifoni comes in, I guess. Oh. That means I don't know. There's that it has like trump card is like the meaning of it oh yeah um yeah so the trump card is like a winning card in this ancient game copy that like an ace today yeah 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 Yeah. yeah, exactly yeah so it's like having an entire suite of aces or jokers um and the the joker card that we know today is probably related to the fool in modern tarot oh so that's fun i Um, love that Oh, and then yeah. I also want to say that, okay, so because you brought up the fool thing. Mm-hmm. So the term tarot is French, technically, I believe, because mm-hmm. people in Italy, France, Germany were all playing similar card games in like the 14th and 15th centuries. Yep. And so that's why it's hard to kind of pinpoint like the origin. And tarot is French. Yeah. Um, But it's some people believe that the word tarot derives from uh taroki which an, mm. is an italian word whose root taroke translates to quote unquote foolishness mm. and i just fucking love that we've n- named this thing that like the how we can like derive the word tarot and like the origins of it is like from foolishness that is so fun to me and makes oh, me yeah. love this so much more yeah, it started out as just this like fun game that people were playing yeah. for entertainment. Oh my like, God. I'm thinking, I don't know, like imagine if like in a few hundred years, I don't know, uh, people like start ascribing like mystical <laughs> um, meaning to like Monopoly or something. <laughs> like you're the thimble. It's like, no, the thimble is like, I've heard that the thimble's the worst <laughs> It symbolizes having <laughs> diarrhea for the rest of your life. I don't know. Because it's like pooping through a sieve. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's really horrible. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's very fun. The entomology of, of tarot is, is yeah. in and of itself great. Um, yeah. The oldest surviving tarot cards are the 15 or so uh, Visconti Sforza tarot decks mm-hmm. painted in the mid 15th century for the rulers of the duchy of milan i read that as dookie and i was like the who of milan the but dookie then I- of milan <laughs> the duchy because i'm reading all these like you know like all the italians like is the yeah, ch like, is yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so i thought it was dookie and i was like the who the what <laughs> the dookie of milani <laughs> milano uh, milano um uh, and because the earliest tarot cards were hand painted, the number of the decks produced is thought to have been really small. So mm. having uh, so rich the, people stuff, yeah, the Visconti Sforza tarot decks. There's there's 15 of them that they're they're in various museums like all over the world. But oh. um, the fact that there's 15 decks, but they're not in, in their entirety. They haven't all survived. Like there's only like maybe like a card or two from a deck still that's still left but still yeah that because well, yeah because it's fucking paper right yeah like, it's paper yeah. and hand painted and Dang. like it, it's pretty incredible um Dude, that's cool 
And it was only after the invention of the printing press that mass production of cards became possible. Um, the expansion of tarot outside of Italy first went to France and mm. Switzerland, and that was because of there is a time called the Italian Wars. So oh. Italians were like spreading their their fun little foolishness everywhere. Um, Love it. Oh. <laughs> and uh, then the most prominent. Uh, tarot deck version used in those countries the uh, in France and Switzerland mm. was the tarot of Marseille Marseille's and that was of Milani's origin oh okay Milanese origin um oh, yeah. yeah we said because like the duchy of Milan and stuff so yeah, yeah. it was all Italian origin yeah cool. uh and then in the late 18th century French occultists began to make elaborate but unsubstantiated claims about the history mm. and meaning of tarot which led to the emergence of custom decks for the use in divination via tarot card reading and cardamancy Ooh, cardamancy yeah Ooh, that's, like, that's the use of cards mm-hmm. yeah um that that makes sense so then it's like the french kind of started a new narrative and that's when like tarot as we know it now, probably became yes, like what is yeah, is like uh people who got more into the like esoteric spiritualism yeah tarot became the like I don't know the hot the hot thing mm-hmm. um so therefore because of this there's two distinct types of tarot pack there's those used for playing games mm-hmm. and then those used for divination during this time mm. um and. A lot of the older patterns, such as the Tarot de Marseille, uh, originally play- intended for playing like games, also became used for cardamancy. So Ooh. it all kind of got muddled up in the 18th century there. Oh, my so. gosh. I am loving all of this. I I love that this is the origin of tarot cards, that it's like this made up thing that like people leveraged from Italian like an Italian card game. Mm. It's making me, I've been wanting to start like a daily practice, not mm. even really knowing what tarot cards are for, but, but as like a thought exercise, you know? Yes, dude. Yeah. And so this, excuse me, this is like really, you know, I haven't really had the balls to start it, but now I'm like, I'm in. No, this is a, a perfect daily practice. You could yeah. do a, you can pull a card every single day just to like kind of, Set your Set intention, intention. For, for the day. Yeah. yeah. And just Love kind it. of, you know, they're, tarot cards nowadays have like a lot of, they're, you know, it just depends on what you're asking, like what you're needing in that time when you yeah. pull the card. And so it's very, fa- very fascinating stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll get back to that shortly. But okay. um, just a little bit more background about how the like kind of mysticism got infused into the tarot. Yeah. Uh, mm decks uh so the popularization of the esoteric esoteric tarot that is a tongue twister yeah uh started with another this, metal band uh, esoteric tarot dude that's a that's we come a, up with the best names i think that's a witch house band <gasps> Ooh. Or, oh or like um like a french house band yeah 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 100 percent. oh my god um so it started with this french dude antoine court and Jean-Baptiste Alliet mm. um, went by Atilia, 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 yeah, Atilia, 
in Paris. Why do, during- why do you got to have a second name that's almost the same as the first? Wait, it goes. Oh, it's just his name backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes by his last name. Oh, uh, hi, sir. Yeah. Oh, you'd like a grande latte. And what's the name? OK, well, it's my last name, but it's backwards. Like, like what? Why are you making this so complicated? Oh, I didn't even catch that it was his last name backwards. Good job. Oh, um, my God. I It's because I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, man. So At- Attila, uh, I'm just going to call him Attila. Attila the Jean. Aliette, Jean de l'Aliette, Attila. <laughs> it's like doing that song backwards. Yeah. Um, Gentil. Yeah. Okay. So he was in Paris during the 1780s, and they were using this Antoine Court, Antoine Court, and Jean Baptiste mm-hmm. were using the Tarot of Marseille, and Jean Baptiste. I'm not even going to use his like. Yeah. Don't fun, bother. Who gives uh, shit? Yeah. He's he dead. was. He was the first one to like take that tarot deck, but reissue it. Uh, mm. kind of like rework the the Tarot of Marseille into a like a cult tarot deck. Yeah. Um, and he did, he, he reworked a, the tarot for occult purposes around 1789. This man needed a gimmick to make something old new again. So he started saying that ta- his tarot cards, like the ones that he made were special because they were derived from the book of Thoth, which is <laughs> in it like an Egyptian God. Just really just making shit up, you know? That name, I cannot. Thoth. So, excuse, it's like, excuse me? The, it's the Book of Thoth? Like, <laughs> it's so Thothy. <laughs> so Thothy. Uh, do you have your tarot card? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a reading from the Book of Thoth. This is the esoteric tarot book of Thoth. <laughs> this is the esoteric tarot book of Thoth. <laughs> and then this man's stupid <laughs> fucking name. Atil, yeah. Atil, I still, Etiela. Etiela. Yeah. Um, his, his tarot deck contained themes related to ancient Egypt because he's saying, no, no, this is like the new shit okay this is mm. it's really ancient but it's also new okay mm. so mm-hmm. and everybody's like the new testament yeah everybody's like what it's the what? new testament <laughs> new Te- the, I the don't new testament <laughs> <laughs> listen i used to have a lisp so i feel okay about this oh okay yeah it's fine I had to go to speech therapy. Um, I'm talking like I have my retainer in. It's mm. no, so I could have a speech impediment right now if I go put my retainer in. That's fair. <laughs> so this this new old old new I don't know, seventy eight card tarot deck was used by esotericists, and it had two distinct parts: uh, the major arcana. Which is greater means greater secrets uh, or trump the big, cards, the big ones, the big ones, big boys, yeah. the trump cards, and they consist. Mm. It consists of twenty two cards without suits. Uh, this is the magician, the high priestess, the empress, the emperor, the hierophant, the lovers, the chariot, strength, the hermit, wheel of fortune, 
Um, with no Pat Sajak. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but only, no Vanna only, either. Only Vanna. Only Vanna. We oh, only oh okay. Vanna. Only Vanna. Yeah. Wheel um, of Fortune sans Pat. Yeah. Uh, Justice, the Hangman, Death, Temperance, the Devil, the Tower, the Star, the Moon, the Sun, Judgment, the World, and the Fool. Mm. Uh, cards from the Magician to the World are numbered in Roman numerals from I to XXI, while the Fool is the only unnumbered card. Sometimes placed at the beginning of the deck is zero or at the end is XXII. Um, the minor 22? arc. Yeah. 22. Like an ace. Like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. Like it can be zero or I mean it could be one or it could be uh, 13 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, the minor arcana, lesser secrets, consists of 56 cards divided into four suits of 14 cards each. Mm. Um 10 numbered cards and four court cards. The court cards are the king, queen, knight, and the page or the jack. Yeah. And each of the four tarot suits. Um, the traditional Italian tarot suits are swords, batons, coins, and cups. In modern occult tarot decks, however, the baton suit is often called wands. We love rods. the magic. Yep, we love the magic. Mm-hmm. Rods or staves, while the coin suit is often called pentacles or discs. So that's fun. Um, Discs. (laughs) It's a two of discs. What is this, a circle? No, it's a disc. (laughs) Is that a plate? Nope, it's a disc. (laughs) What the? No, your disc. What is this, the queen of plates? Bitch, it's the queen of discs. Suck my discs. (laughs) The the disc jockey. I don't know. All right, well. um, (laughs) uh, Of course... If we're talking about esoteric occultism, uh, Mm. we got to talk about Aleister Crowley. Um, Mm. Obviously, he was like, oh, what? Tarot? Is that the new shit? Okay, I'm going to make my own deck, bitch. Uh, Aleister Crowley, uh, he made his own Thoth deck along with (laughs) this own Thoth deck. (laughs) It's so so weird. He has a... You know Alistair Crowley had a weird deck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it had a weird disc. It had mm-hmm. a weird disc, too. Weird disc. Um, the Thoth, Thoth, even looking at the word is funny to me. Like, the look of the word <laughs> and the sound of the word is so such a delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um, so he devised the Thoth deck along with uh, this woman, Lady Frida Harris. And mm. he said of his Thoth deck, his <laughs> deck, the origin of this pack of cards is very obscure. Some authorities seek to put it back as far as the ancient Egyptian mysteries. Others try to bring it forward as late as the 15th or even the 16th century. But the only theory of ultimate interest about the tarot is that it is an admirable symbolic picture of the universe based on the data of the Holy Kabbalah. Um, so we solved it. He's the one that fucking came up with this like it's super ancient. Well, Jean-Baptiste was the one who started it. And then mm. Aleister Crowley, because he is like the, you know, he's like the hype man for occultism. Like he is... We still know about this weird dude. Um, mm. But when he got a hold of the of the tarot, he really blew it up. Um, th- bitch, this is marketing, okay? Yeah. This is like... It's a grift turned kind into a of, marketing stunt. Kind of. Like, uh, fuck, dude, what's something old that we can make new again? Um, 
Quick. You know? Pens? Uh, Pens? <laughs> Books? You Journals? Know? Truly, it's like there's this is like something that has existed for like centuries. And then like Aleister Crowley is like, oh, it, oh Egypt. <laughs> Thoth. And then and he, oh my like, Thoth. And then he said like this word salad about tarot and everybody's like, oh, yes, it's a symbolic picture of the universe. Oh. Um, so this is marketing with a splash of cultural appropriation thrown in for good measure. Um, he said Kabbalah so this made me think about Madonna selling Ray of Light albums okay oh. <laughs> fucking love that album by the way oh my god I hate that song I mean it's catchy quicker but- than a ray of light oh my god and I feel <laughs> speaking of what's old is new her face oh okay. my god Madonna you need to bitch I- you know what I'm not judging anybody who gets any work done but there's a limit and that limit is madonna okay <laughs> there's a line <laughs> good lord it's ma'am just sit, just stop less is more so there's literally a tarot deck for every sensibility and people collect them yeah i'm one of those people mm-hmm. um yeah how many I, decks do you have i think i have like five i don't have that many i only have like five or six i don't oh, know i can't i can't lot. I can't find like three of them. So Um, I know I have more, but I I have my oldest and my newest on my desk here. I'll I'll show show you in a second. Like, but just doing research for this episode, I was served an ad for a Garbage Pail Kids tarot deck. (gasps) Bitch, you know I bought that. Oh my God. I can't. I didn't even hesitate. Yeah. Did not even hesitate. I was like, Yes, I will buy this immediately. So, oh my god, I can't wait to see it. Like, That's so good. How is it that the ads that get served to me are so fucking accurate on just, point? Because you're yeah. doing research for tarot. I know, and and you, maybe you Google, looked up some. Google knows all my weird fucking. Yeah, <laughs> it's like history. also she likes farts and boogers or whatever. It's like great, this bitch. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Well, I guess like. Before we show each other our decks. <laughs> before we whip out our decks. Before we whip out our decks, because we might do a reading, mm. uh, a real-time reading. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk a little bit about, like, what you do with them and kind of, like, the meanings uh, behind the different, like, types of cards you talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, so people use – also, like – if you know about tarot cards, like, please reach out and tell us anything that you think would be helpful to know. Mm-hmm. I know there's people in our community because I've met people like when I've done Twitch streams that listen to the podcast that like are into it and stuff. There's something that we like are confused about or wrong about. Like, please reach out. Let us know. Or if you have any good resources for like getting started interpreting cards or just like beginning your journey. I would love to know. I I downloaded um, something from Etsy from um, it's called A Spark of Joy. And mm. they have like these tarot like journals and prompts and like um, oh, I love spreads that. that they have for you. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it's just a downloadable PDF file. And oh then God. it's like so many things for like a new moon or like the beginning of the week or just a one card spread. And there's like little prompts to help you like ask a question and answer it. Oh, I love that. That's Very so cool. Fun. Yeah. So there. So like how you read the cards is you you create a spread, which is just like an arrangement of cards. It can contain from like one to 
a ton of cards Mm -hmm. and then they're arranged in a variety of ways there's like you said like a one card spread earlier like a good beginner prompt Mm -hmm. um or spread and then there's like a diamond four card there's a five card cross there's a 10 card uh celtic cross and so on like it's like yeah there's so many different configurations you could probably make up your own um and so I did want to talk about, and this is for us, like I want to learn about this stuff mm-hmm. also. So we're going to talk about the different types of cards, like the wands, cups, pentacles, swords, mm-hmm. um, and then also like what the numbers mean and then what the um, court cards mean. But like super top line. Yeah. And boiled down into layman's terms. And I also want to say I got this information from This Might Hurt Studios, which also this might hurt tarot they created their own tarot deck uh it's this person who's an artist i'm obsessed with their art it's so good so if you need another tarot deck this is a a a beautiful one it's all like hand-drawn it's so beautiful um and so they also have like a whole guide to tarot and they have a guidebook Mm -hmm. they've uh written because they are also a writer and uh yeah so this is all yeah this is all from them so wands the suit of wands are associated with fire and deal with passion desire creativity activism and ideas if wands were personified they would be the muse potential ideas and moments of epiphany that fire up creativity within the suit of wands is also the suit of the spirit primal energy and our core selves Wands are often trying to tell us about our personalities, our driving forces, and what is best for us at the center of our being. Wands are pure inspired energy burning hot in your gut. Ooh. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Um, my, well, anyway, we'll talk about my deck in a second, but my, mine's interesting. Okay. Because it's like not exactly these things. You know what I mean? It's like not mm-hmm. like wands, cups, pentacles. It's other things that you have to translate. Oh. So it's like extra confusing for me oh, right fun. now. That's great. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fun. I might have to get a very plain uh, deck to learn yeah. a bit more. Um, okay. Cups. The suit of cups is associated with water. Or do you want to read cups? And we could alternate. Oh, sure. sure. So I'm not just like droning. Sure. Okay. Um, okay. The next is the is cups. The suit of cups is associated with water and the meanings of the cards are associated with emotions, relationships and connections. Cuz you're fluid. you know like a chalice like holding <gasps> oh. things. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, good cups are, imagery. Mhm. Cups are romantic and vibrant. They deal with the full range of emotions, the good and the bad, the intentional and the chaotic. Cups are about the heart, displays of feelings and emotions in relation to people in your life. Cups focus on intuition over logic. They suggest that you are or that you should be making decisions with your heart over your head. Very interesting. I feel like it's like almost like a like feminine kind of uh, imagery almost like it's it's like holding and being. uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like very much like a uterus Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. vibe. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's giving me here. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, pentacles. The suit of pentacles is associated with earth and covers the material aspects of life. Pentacle cards tend to deal with career, money, and our material possessions. Mm. Pentacles are about our bodies, the solid mm. world, and all the joy and hard work that comes with physicality. Ooh. 
I think of the suit of pentacles as the results brought about by the actions of other suits. In other words, emotion, cups, thought, swords, and spirit wands bring about the events and physical manifestations of reality. Ah. Pentacles. That's interesting. Yeah. Of course, pentacles are not solely an end result as everything is part of a connected cycle and our real life circumstances affect all other aspects of our lives as well. Interesting. Hmm. I love yeah. this explanation. Me too. These. Um, so thoughtful. Yeah, very thoughtful and like very, you know, like easy to understand. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Basic. Like not like. Because I've read, I've read interpretations of all of these, you know, of all the suits before and it's just like. Very confusing, but this yes. is like very straightforward and yeah, and like yeah, I, it, it's good. Um, yeah. Okay, swords. The suit of swords is associated with air. Swords are cards of the mind. They've got seriously cool, calculated, and harsh vibes. Ooh. The suit of swords is driven by thought and often tends to deal with decision making, intellectual pursuits, planning, and analyzing. I often think of each sword in a card as a thought. Many of the sword cards are glyphs for overthinking, madness, or thoughts in conflict. The suit of swords stands in contrast to the suit of cups. Yeah, and suggests I was that. Say. Yeah, this is like more logic based. Yeah, suggests that dicks, you know, sword dick. Um, <gasps> oh, and oh suggests that choices are being made with the head over the heart. Not oh to God. say that like maleness is more logical than no you know feminine energy I'm but. so glad you brought this up because she uh this woman from this might hurt studios Isabella Rotman mm -hmm. she had some wonderful thoughts on like the quote-unquote traditional gender binary mm. um I, I think she's a queer person so she's mm -hmm. like coming from this as like a maybe a bit more fluid or something mm -hmm. and so she said that gender is always very much the front like the forethought and you know there's like gendered cards like trump cards like kings yeah. and queens and all this stuff yeah and so um but she said that it doesn't have to be interpreted in that way like oh this is about a man or this is about a woman in terms of the gender binary but more so this is her take on it ish that <laughs> paraphrasing that like the cards are always trying to bring you balance in some way mm -hmm. and so if you look at it in those terms like you can always see maybe where like balance could be coming from or mm. or where you're bringing more of a certain energy or something so well just like a human person yeah a deck of cards like a, a tarot deck contains multitudes and yes. if you're you know if you don't fall into a binary neither does a tarot deck you know totally or it's like has everything you know it what has I'm saying? everything it, it has, has everything. everything yeah so uh we'll we'll like plug her again in a bit but like um I love that That's yeah so cool. it's, it was really what interesting a cool way to think of it I know and I love that she commented on it because mm. I was thinking that too like oh this is very like it just seems so traditional and like how do you adopt that in a world that's like constantly evolving but like mm. you just think about it a little bit differently potentially a reframe baby reframe it baby theme of today okay so the numbers um these these are like i think this is also i've seen different different interpretations mm. um and these are also harder to think about like hard to memorize i guess there's so many numbers there's one through ten but 
in general, the uh, er, like earlier numbers or lower numbers are like more beginnings. Mm -hmm. And then the higher numbers are more maybe getting towards an end or, you know, so like you could also think about it in that way. Mm. Like if you pull a lower number, that's kind of like a, more of a starting out situation. Middle numbers are like, oh, you're in the middle of this journey. And then towards the end, it's like maybe you're wrapping it up. So interesting. Yeah, I think that's a good way to paraphrase. They all have their own. Should we read all the individual ones or just skip through? Yeah, we can skip through. Okay. Yeah, so they all have their own. You can look on. Um, you can look on. Uh, there's like this might hurt. Yeah, uh, and, there, and there's also things. various guides that that totally talk about like all the different meanings of each individual number too. Yeah. Um. Then there's court cards. The court cards yeah. depict individuals each containing the energy of their suit from a slightly different aspect or at a different stage of development. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these archetypes are meant to be applied to yourself. They represent traits to emulate or to be wary of. Many Ooh. readers see court cards as either signifiers for the subject or other people in the subject's life, like characters in the story of the reading. Um, for example, the Queen of Cups reminds me of my mother, so when the Queen of Cups pops up in readings for myself, it's usually because she is involved or I should be thinking about her in some way. Love the insight from Isabella. Love, Love it. Um, pages represent youth, students in the beginning of these things. Pages are at the very start of their journey through the suit, and they're very enthusiastic about it. Though they're not masters in what their suit has to teach them, they are committing to figuring it out. A page is optimistic and encouraging beginning. Oh, good. Another beginning. Yeah. Um, I'll read knights and then you read kings the and last queens. Two. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's knights. Knights are about action. They're implementing their energy of their suit towards a specific goal. Knights are more experienced in pages, but they don't have a lifetime of experience under their mm. belt. Like, like kings and queens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They tend to be a bit extreme or impulsive. Always consider both the positive and negative of a knight's approach. When is excess mm. helpful and when could you use a little moderation instead? Oh, I like that. Queens express the ideals of their suit internally. They are the human form of the best the suit has to offer. Oh, Obviously. Excuse me. <laughs> In the highly gendered language of tarot, the feminine is introspective, gentle, and caring. These gendered archetypes can feel annoying and archaic. But remember, <laughs> all of us have access to every archetype in tarot. Kind of like the point you made. Like, it's all, there's a... It, it contains multitudes. Mm -hmm. Queens have all the life experience of the suit and use it to better themselves. Mm. Themselves. Kings express the ideals of their suit externally. Kings are stable, solid people who draw upon the various aspects of their suit to build things, lead, and improve upon the world around them. Some believe that the kings pr represent the most mature, perfected manifestation of the suit. This rings a bit too patriarchal and sexist to me, even though some of the kings in my deck are not men. I choose to read kings and queens as equally matured and self-actualized, simply choosing to manifest this energy in different ways, queens internally and kings outwardly. Love it. And again, that's just like a nice, like, uh, I really enjoyed her takes on some of the um, binary and, and gendered stuff. It was really interesting. I and love it. I, yeah. I just want to give a, a shout, a real shout out to uh, like plug her website. Mm -hmm. This might hurt tarot.com. That's where you can, and I'll link this in the notes, but that's where you can go um, and buy her tarot deck. And mm -hmm. also she has like a tarot cloth 
that you can like lay out to do your readings and like a guidebook and like little patches and artwork and stuff very cool and it's part of her bigger site this might hurt this might hurt studios.com amazing yeah or this might hurt.com i can't remember but anyway um i do want to read really quick just about her because she feels like one of our people um as we thank her and shout her out again so Isabella Rotman is a cartoonist and illustrator from Maine. Her art is usually about the ocean, mermaids, crushing loneliness, people in the woods, or sex. She is the (laughs) author of A Quick and Easy Guide to Consent, illustrator and co-author of Wait What? A Comic Book Guide to Relationships, Bodies, and Growing Up, and artist-in-residence at scarletine.com. Isabella was nominated for the Promising New Talent Ignatz Award in 2017, and her comic, Like the Tide, was nominated for Outstanding Online Comic in 2020. Isabella is the creator of This Might Hurt Tarot, a modern and queer 78-card tarot deck based on the historic Rider Waite Smith deck. Mm-hmm. So you could find more information at thismighthurttarot.com. And that was her, like, about me section. But I just thought, so cool, so on brand. I love just it. Yeah, and her, again, like her tarot deck is gorgeous and very representative of a wide swath of like people and bodies and it's very inclusive, so. Amazing. I love that. Very cool. Well. I love it. I I think I I am going to incorporate it into a daily practice for sure, like pull a card every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to get a journal too. That is a great idea, like a tarot (gasps) journal where you have like a prompt or like Mm -hmm. You know, and then you pull a card. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So fun. Oh, my goodness. Well, you guys, if you have made it this far and you've you've uh, you're still with us. Thank you so much for sticking. Yeah. With us. Thank, and thank if you, you so much. if we are just saying all the wrong things about tarot, if you know more about it than we do, please holler at us yeah um, I'm tempted to be like don't bother because I kind of like how I've figured it out for myself <laughs> <laughs> but also if there's some history to it or like a hot tip yeah if there's anything that we missed we'd love to hear yeah. it um yeah let us know but yeah also tell us like yeah if we're totally off base but yeah we're just we're just uh we're we're very novice tarot mm-hmm. people so I think it's we're so doing exciting. great. I think yeah. we're doing great. It's <laughs> like it's and honestly, like again, it's like th- these are um this. I see it as a mindfulness prompt. Like prompt. Mm-hmm. This isn't determining my future. You know, it's like, and that's what people use it for. Is like, you know, f- t- trying to tell the future or whatever. And it's well, like, and I, I think like learning about tensions. Yeah, and I think learning about the history of it, like how it started, and like that it became this kind of woo-woo thing because of some like weird French dudes who were bored and yeah. wanted to be like ascribe some new meaning to something that has been around for centuries yeah um makes it like less intimidating mm-hmm. and more more fun and yes. more you know not so like gatekeepy I guess yeah Do you know I like what I mean? that yeah that's I really like how like I that. I feel like definitely more freed by the the information that I have found about yeah, it. Um, that's good. And definitely like, don't feel like I, there's any kind of, you know, like I feel like tarot is like something where there's, it's like not problematic. Like it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Like, and it, yeah. it's for everybody. So it's for everybody. And, yeah. it, and I do love like that there is so much art involved with it. And like the so origin cool. of it is an art. It's like, mm-hmm. it was an art project. <laughs> basically you know? yeah yeah it's cool 
and entertainment. It was and always meant it was to be fun. entertainment. So yeah, yeah, for I love the it. drunk Italians. Yeah, and it wasn't until some like, you know, old white dudes who were like, it's it's from Egypt, and we're saying it's like this esoteric spiritual thing, and it's like no, it's yeah, not, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can oh be gosh. if you want it to be, also. So yeah, cool, love it. All right. I want to say check out our website, dtfupodcast.com. Check out our Patreon. Maybe we'll have a, a, maybe we'll do our own tarot reading on the Patreon. Who's to say? Who's Mm -hmm. to say? And maybe it is very, uh, very telling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Um, Yeah. Uh, We're on social media everywhere at dtfupodcast. Um all the places and uh i think that's it awesome all right well uh listen stay excellent to yourselves and each other bye bye <gasps>